have been champions. For listening to ABC Radio, I'm Jeff Richardson. We are the Could Have Beens, including Torch McGee. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning, Richo, and to everyone out there. Billy Baxter. G'day, Jeffy, uh, colleagues and listeners. Well, Greg Champion, good morning g'day, to you. G'day, good morning, hello, how do you do? Young Andy Belair's out on the buttons. How have you bounced up this morning? He's waving. And uh, Ian Cover, ha- how do you think the cats will go this year? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one more week to answer that question. Good morning, Richo. Uh, co-legs. I met a man last night who said he likes the way I say co-legs. I'm doing an extra one for you this morning, John. And footy fans. You met a man last night, so did I, uh, someone who said, oh, well, Richmond haven't beaten anyone in good yet. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Torchy. What, it certainly didn't last uh, night. The results of this weekend, Torch? Uh, they could go a long way to shaping who will finish in the top four. That's a big statement, Greg. Can uh, Thursday night now be counted as the weekend? Yeah. Oh, gee, that's a, that's in, a let, tough let's, one. It's in honest, the AFL lexicon. Honesty time around the panel here. Right. Who on Thursday night completely forgot that the game was oh. on? No, I, I didn't forget, but I thought, why are the AFL bringing back Thursday night football? <laughs> it's, I thought it was already finished. Yeah. Mm. No, they played a Thursday night final last year, you might recall. When no, the dogs, yeah, the Dogs beat uh, West Coast on the Thursday night by no. seven goals in Perth. See, that one has slipped away. Billy, how, mm. how were you placed Thursday night? Well, I knew that there was a game on Thursday night because uh, I always listen to the radio while I'm doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, I was a bit like you know, Rabbit in... in uh, in the Winnie the Pooh stories, I did know once, but I mm. sort of forgot. No. And, uh, oh, I was just uh, out, out somewhere on Thursday night and I happened to see through a window yeah. into an adjacent room a telly was yeah. going. Oh, what's that? Yeah, you, it looks like a footy game. Someone, there must be a replay on yeah, you, you would have been at an art house cinema in St so, Kilda. You're pretty close. Well, given yeah. there hadn't been any football the weekend before, I think everyone was waiting That's for it on Thursday right. night. I, and in fact, I spent Thursday afternoon. Watching the 2009 Grand Final between Geelong and St Kilda again, just to get myself into finals mode. Mm. And then subsequently watched two games that have not got anywhere near the quality of the final. Well, the league must be disappointed. I thought there was plenty of quality on Thursday Oh, well, they were. One one side in particular. I mean, we've been telling you all year, you're going to win the flag. Oh, now I believe it. Well, Well, what took you so long? Unfortunately, the Grand Final is not played. Under the shadow of Colonel Lott. No, and they go there again for the mm. preliminary final. Mm. Mm. There's got to be a rule you come to Melbourne at least once. They, they, it mightn't be played under the shadow of Colonel Lott, mm. but Colonel Lott will go a long way. <laughs> it will go a long way to getting him to the last mm. game. He will. So do, you don't think Colonel Lott's getting the credit he deserves <laughs> in, for his backroom work? Colonel Lott <laughs> is standing up there going, I tip this. Mm. Well, you know... Mm. They, they, could, they, could, they could get Colonel Light down to get in your park, I reckon. Uh, the question I have to ask, ask about the Crows is, have they beaten anyone yet? Ooh. No, but they've Ooh. been beaten by quite a few. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I'll answer that question with another question. A GWS Western Sydney, where to now? Yes. Has the window closed? Mm. Oh, mm. I, think it, I think it's drawing down. Mm. Only, only one question out of Thursday night's game. Uh, will Rory Sloan... Get his spot back. Yeah, oh, well, because they're all they're so good. Well, they can't mm, squeeze him in. Well, sadly, a fella got injured, so that'll open up an opportunity. Yes, that's what, right. Wasn't Brady that, Smith yes. wasn't yeah. moving. How well Smith took that? He knew he yeah. was gone, but he, yeah. he led the players off on crutches. Terrific. And how Podsley Adley had his arm around mm. him, and how much and and Sam Jacobs had lost his brother. Mm. I'm sure yeah. all of that was extremely. Um, well, closely followed in Adelaide. Mm. Oh, no, it was on the <laughs> telly for all to see, uh, yeah, yeah. Richard. Yeah. And Big Mummy, I think, has hurt himself and 
he might not be available for the next game. But Mummy struggled a bit this year. He he's, has, been, he's been hurt all year, he's hasn't had, he? He's had an ankle. He's had an ankle? Yep. Right. Big Mummy has had an ankle. How about last night? Now, before the ball well, was bounced, yes. you were there? Yep. I was there. How was the Atmos? Oh, it was huge. Oh, felt walk, like a grand final. The roar on the... It felt the, like a grand final. To walk in the ground and look around and see just about every seat taken. And walking down through the park. Oh, yeah. The, the, People were stopped the, taking uh, photos in front of KB's statue. The noise coming out of your telly mm. of, of uh, 16 years of uh, pain and anguish and waiting and frustration... And, and jubilation from the Tigers fans, that was a certain well, noise you don't hear at the Well, you imagine what the noise would have been like if in the first half it had been like 10 goals to 8 rather than 3 goals yeah. to 2, yes. for 2 coming very late in the first yeah. quarter yeah. of the first half. Well, it was good enough it, for Tigers. A lot, there was a lot of pent-up mm. uh, yeah. Atmos because mm-hmm. people had no release because the yes. whole game was pent up. It, yeah. was, it was an arm wrestle until uh, the last <laughs> quarter, and then they really enjoyed. And then at the off end, steam. I don't know whether you could perceive this on the television, but nobody wanted to leave, and so you know, oh, the players did all their running around. And then when they, you know, that thing they do on the TV where it always looks the same, the players get in a circle and sing the song so badly that every club song sounds the same. Mm. Everyone in the MCG could see it because it was on the giant. Mm. Telly at the MCG, and they were singing along with the television. <laughs> <laughs> like earlier in the year when the Bombers fans, sorry, uh, started uh, when when the Bombers won, I think their first game earlier in the season, and you could hear the fans making a certain kind of uh, venting noise, a, a beautiful noise. The Tigers fans were expressing thirty years of wait mm. last night. It was a certain noise. Mm. It's special. Mm. I don't want to hear any more of it. Well, I tell you, it's, it's not that special when you actually stay in East Melbourne. <laughs> They were still singing at about one o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. what, about, what about the bloke at Jolly Mont Station who was on the PA? Oh, well, <laughs> I was in close proximity to that. <laughs> he, he, did, he was relentless. <laughs> if, ever you, if ever you needed a, a power outage, <laughs> I'm all for power outages at the moment. And they needed a blackout on the Jolly Mont Station. Well, I'll tell you what, they're moving the Logies up to the Gold Coast. Yes. But that bloke on the PA at Jolly Mont Station... <laughs> If there's talent spotters out there, oh. he's destined for great things. <laughs> Every train that came in, he goes, here's the, here's the Tiger Express. <laughs> he, had the, he had them all singing the song do on the re- platform. Do you reckon Vic, Vic Rail or whoever they are chose their mm. oh, chief yeah. caller mm. to, to oh, do the station and, that and, night? And just above the Jolly Mont station is the world's longest tram stop. Yeah. <laughs> And there's about 500 standing there. They were joining in with the bloke from the, <laughs> yeah. the station. Just underneath your window. Yeah. I saw another fantastic thing after the game. You know how mm. now at the footy people busk? Yes. So you know, you're going to the footy or you're leaving the footy and there's people there with their battery-operated um, amplifiers, yeah. you know, playing music and everything. There was one of those and it was the best one I've ever, ever encountered. Oh, this is again, up near Jolly Mont Station. Couldn't play for nuts. Guitar was out yeah. of tune and was just playing... <laughs> it's it's a tuneless it's, it wasn't noise. the bloke in the rabbit suit, it, it? No, 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 not that that person. There's not, a bloke with a guitar all. up near Jolly Mont Station. Sounds like Aerosmith at Calder Park Raceway. No, this, no tune, nothing. No, no, it no. was just noise. It was the, that was the, that was the how I like my mm. busking to be. Well, uh, he, he no pretense. He, he should have stood right beside the station announcer at Jolly Mont. <laughs> 
That musician will go a long way to shaping what sort of busking we hear for the rest of the phone. Oh, ahead of the curve with the, as far as busking goes. There's no banks of the Ohio to be seen or heard. Mm. Well, what, given what's happened in football over the last uh, couple of years with Richmond and Essington, who mm. face your they do. Uh, beloved Funny. bloods this weekend, Torchy, it's a fairy tale finish to the season, isn't it? Mm. I think so. Is I it? think so, Billy. No, no, no. It is if the Tigers can go all the way. It'd be very Footscray-like from last year. Well, if the Swans go all the way, it's a bit of a fairy tale. No, 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 is it mathematically not... possible oh. that Essington <laughs> could meet, or oh, sorry, that's a fairy verse <laughs> Richmond in the grand final? Very much They'd so. They'd have to win every final then. To get the Battle of the Sashes. Wouldn't yeah, that be is, one for the ages? Possible. And, Billy, two Victorian sides mm. for those who like that sort of thing. Yeah. I see it. The game is a national competition <laughs> myself, Greg. <laughs> I think the fairy well, stop talking up as the fairy tale would have been a bit better if Andy's mob had a snuck yeah. into the eight. Well, and, yeah. well they should hey, have beaten Geelong earlier. Yeah. In the you want to go fairy tales? Geelong aren't out of it. No, they can still make the grand final. No, fairy tale. <laughs> the, swan, the Swans lost their first final last year and ended up in the grand final. Yeah, yeah. did they? And yeah. they win it. No. See, you, you, I, I forgot there was a final on Thursday last year. You forgot that that happened. Yeah. Um, the, the season's been marked by so many down-to-the-wire, you know, mm. close finishes. Mm. We've had two finals so far. Haven't mirrored what we saw during the home no. I, I, The finals, I fear for them. Yeah. But, <laughs> but at, so, least, at least last night's game wasn't over at quarter time like Thursday. So do you think footy's well, been foxing all year and, and now, now it's, it's true nature's been need, revealed? In fact, they don't need finals. Just <laughs> the team that finishes on top, just give them the flag. I like in the soccer. Yeah, don't put a sort well, of misery They already get the, the Dr. McClellan trophy. Do you want to give them something else as well? Yeah, well, we'd have to, then we'd, at least we'd have to go and watch rubbish finals. Yeah, no. The finals are the most overrated thing in football I've ever seen. Well, they are when it's a top eight. You know what we should do? We should have them at the start of the season Correct. to get them out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's something. What did we learn last night? Did we learn that it was a tight game for three quarters, even though one team was playing poorly and the other play- team were playing supremely? There wasn't much in it. and In fact, uh, got down to a one-point margin. Mm. Is it just because football's a funny game? <laughs> I didn't well, find much to amuse me last yes, night. <laughs> there would be some who didn't find last night funny in any no, way, yeah. shape or form. No. Anyway. It was, it's no, a baffling look, Billy, you could say that it was all about finals pressure. Yes. Well, couldn't I suppose you? So. Couldn't you? Finals yes. are different games. Yeah. And there was actually a bit of that inferred pressure last night too. I inferred heard of, pressure. Yeah, somebody pressure. said it on oh. the telly. There was, oh, that was inferred pressure. Inferred that. pressure. In finals, the MCG becomes... A big stage. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people have been exposed on that stage. <laughs> and for others, the curtain has come down. Oh, dear. Unlike the Adelaide Oval. And you just need somebody just to take the game by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> Here's something else that's possible. You're asking about possible permutations and who may or may not meet in the grand final. Mm-hmm. It is possible that the grand final this year could be Showdown XXX V11. Could it? Imagine if that happened. Will they put a push on then to have it over there? Because <laughs> <laughs> if they do, I'm right behind it. <laughs> No, well, no, they'll no, play it in Alice Springs. No, in fact, in fact, they it, it, okay. You, they can only put fifty thousand in there, but they mm. put a hundred yeah. here. Well, make it if they get it, make it a best of three, and they turn it into one hundred and fifty thousand people. <laughs> no matter who plays in the grand final in two thousand and seven, it will be remembered because it will be the last grand final to be played in daylight. Oh, you, oh, oh. you know something? Oh. I can't say anything. Well, they're softening us up at the moment. Mm. 
You're getting your stuff from Cane Corns, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, have they said for definite that next week's MCG game will be day or night, or are they still holding back and saying to be confirmed? No, I think it'll be Friday night. Friday night? Friday night Grand Final. I think it might be Saturday night. Friday night. No. Next Friday night at the Friday MCG, night. yeah. Mm. Friday, night. Friday night. In fact, Geelong playing in that? Well, can, just yes. play it tomorrow. Just get it over with. Uh, yes, you know, Geelong will play, yeah, the winner of Sydney and Essendon. Yes. So, so will you beat Essendon, Torch? Well, I hope so, but I went, last time we had we had, didn't get them until about 30 seconds to go. So. Who's the bogeyman for you? Oh, I think Essendon. Michael Hurley is the man. He's, he's such a fantastic footballer. And Zach Merritt, of course, has had a very good season. So there's oh. two straight You're off not worried back. about Joe, Danny? You're not worried about Joe? Oh, the back line at the Swannies has been pretty good this year. Oh, geez, you're good at sensible football talk. <laughs> <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't leaked too many well, goals. Can they make it interesting? You know? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. Well, can... Um, <laughs> Can but Ken the Fletcher keep uh, Buddy Franklin Well, if he quiet. could, if he was playing. Oh, Dustin yeah. Fletcher then. Yeah, well, he, no, could, he, be, he could if he could play. Too. Well, the guy from Fletcher's real estate. Then. <laughs> I don't know. And can the people doing the TV for tonight's game just get on the ball and do lots of cutaways into the stands of Sydney-based soap opera stars at the game? You know what was missing last night? Cutaways to the coaches. Well, yes. Yeah, someone else pointed that out. Yeah. But uh, we saw Chris Scott a few times. I, d- I didn't see any cutaways to coaches no. in the last quarter. Oh, did you yeah. miss it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I t- the biggest t- nonsense in football. Is- they always just hold up a photograph. Of them, <laughs> <laughs> now, you. fans of that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. If you want to see the coach, you can open to the relevant page in the footy record and just look at it. <laughs> you know what would be better? Instead of the um, sh- uh, actual footage of them, a courtroom sketch <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't look like that them at all. Nothing like that. <laughs> and as a result, as the for the outcome tonight of Sydney versus Essendon Torch, yes, uh, I think we can safely say it'll go a long way to showing us where things are going to go after that. After that, yes. now look, yes. I've got to change the topic completely because we've got we've got to set our social media yes, question for the morning. Yes. And uh, we abandoned the social media question a couple of weeks ago, which was getting some very interesting traction, and that was talking about odd and unusual. Teams. This was mm. off the back of you, Torch, talking about playing for tax. Same tax. You, you, champs, talking about playing for Elizabeth Street Post Office. Yeah. And, and and then we had the, the Dusties. Uh, then we had our guest in last week playing for Walter and Eliza Hall. Exactly. Yes. Was that on yesterday? Yeah. I think it, it was. was. On, uh, How'd that go? I, I should have gone to that. Can, can someone? Can someone from the medical research community <laughs> yeah. please get in touch and let us know how how that went yesterday up at Crawford Oval? It, it was. The, it was a. Freeway comp, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, Between yeah. Walter and Eliza Hall Institute, and Bombats, La- Latrobe, Peter Mack and Latrobe. And Latrobe Molecular. And how did Bruiser Brennan go? Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone involved, let us know. We want, we want to know how that all went. But if for the social media question this morning, and that is for going on the Twitter or the Facebook, you can email yeah. them and text them if you want to, but the best place to find it all is at the Coulda Beans website, coudabeans.com.au. We want you to tell us about odd and unusual teams or competitions that you are either know of or especially have played in or even have warm memories of, such as Torches Games for Syntax down at Albert Park. Now, Who are your toughest yeah. opponents when you're playing for oh, Syntax? Reserve Bank, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they, might, they might have been a chance against Geelong last night. Right. <laughs> they were very good on the stats after the game. How about in the Post Office League, Chabs? Who did you fear in... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't recall, but I, I remember being asked, how do you think Post Office League will go next year? <laughs> well, they were, we did have some entries come in early doors, so um, come again if those people and anyone else that wants to 
So Contribute. Strange or mm. unusual teams or footy competitions yeah. you know of have been involved with or whatever. Please uh, send that through to us on the social media. We'll share the best of them after the news. And uh, also thank you to everyone that came along to the Father's Day show at the Art Centre Melbourne last Sunday afternoon. That was a lot of fun. Um, full house. Full house. Can't do better than that. Thanks to everyone who came. Thank you to the Footscray Yarrable City Band. Especially to the Footscray Yarrable Band who, who performed so magnificently. And and anyway. the crew there at Arts Centre Melbourne who looked after us beautifully. Mm. One thing we haven't had a report on, because we were too busy getting ready to do the show, mm. just how the pre-show pie and Guinness oh, I think went there was a down. few getting into that. Were they? Mm. It, it was a success? Could have sent one down the dressing room. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we had a packet of biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> you with the yeah, beans. We oh, had no. the, the, the assorted. That's yeah. right. Yeah, but we didn't get the creams on ABC Radio. <laughs> we'll be back after this right. with footy songs. Dave O'Neill. New names for old things. Graphic novels. Aren't they comic books? The humble window cleaner. Oh. Transparent wall technician. I'm going to write that down. Transparent wall technician. I'll work out when they stop calling rooms rooms and start be calling them stages. not teachers anymore. We're learning facilitators. When you go to a phone shop and they call themselves customer experience manager. Dave O'Neill. Filling in for Red Simons. People mover. Yeah, it's a car. Weekdays from 5.30 on ABC Radio Melbourne. You're with the coulda been champions, Jeff, Ian, Billy, Greg and Torch. Oh, thank you very much, Uncle. That is us and that is who you're with on ABC Radio. Good to have you listening. It is. And uh, getting to the pointy end with songs, champs. Uh, tr- traditionally, preliminary final day is the big song day, but this year's been such a big year for songs. And it is, and we are going to review some of our better ones from the year and, in fact, from past years and a couple of freshies too, Richo. And l- watching the game Thursday night, uh, mm. I uh, looking at those Crouch brothers who hail from Beaufort, yes. as does half the Victorian squad, uh, the South Australian squad hail from Victoria, um, and, and all the raps are on Matt Crouch, but Brad Crouch, I thought, went past him in preeminence and I started thinking about the brother who's even better. Mm. And so let's... This is an oldie. Yeah. Let's start with an oldie, chaps. (laughs) See that Xavier Clark, he's... Now, this really dates the song, all the names in here. (laughs) See that Xavier Clark, he's another draft pick. Everyone agrees he's fantastic. But in case you haven't heard, I'm giving you the word. He's got a brother who's even better. Sure, we know James Hurd is pretty good. Sure, Buckley's useful at Collingwood. Sure, McLeod can play, but I heard somebody say he's got a brother who's even better. Daniel Kerr, Luke Ball, and Daniel Wells are coming on happily. But the football world loves the rumor of another one in the family. Yeah, nah, Gary Appler Jr.'s really coming of age Better than his old man at the same stage There's another one again who won't come down and train And the brother, he's even better Yes, there's another one again who won't come down and train And the brother, he's even better What's he got? He's got a brother who's even better What's he got? He's got a brother Who's even better? Cha-cha-cha. Now, the other thing that dates that song, as well as the names 
that mm. so evocatively make it up, is that the lyric sheet is typed out on an Olivetti. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> Studio 44. <laughs> and Xavier Clark did have a brother who came yeah. down. Raph. Raph, yeah. Yeah, Raph Clark. Uh, now, uh, Greg Tuck. He sends a lot. Tucky. Tucky's known. Grucky. Greg Tuck is known for prolif- prolificness. Mm. He racks them up. <laughs> that's Prolificality. And here's one that's got through to the seniors. And, and we're living in the past a lot today with these themes, chaps. You who were grassroots fans up in the stands. You've heard it all now, the things that fans call out, all the catch cries at the football now, everybody. So teach your kiddies well, make sure they know what's what's a torpedo and why. The fans cry ball, stacks on the mill, all the old lingo. Tell them why the Perth fans boo, about Dusty's don't argue, so they grow up just like you. you. And love their football. Teach them all the talk, the history, and the traditions. Tell me, boys, how no one likes the pies. How pie fans have lots of teeth missing. And tell them why the birth fans boo. About Dusty's don't argue So they grow up just like you And love their football Mm. Living in the past? And you know what? It's a good place to live. <laughs> and there's a little more of it coming out, Richo. Uh, uh, the songs uh, seem to be dwell on the, the past here a bit uh, this week, but whatever. Why not? Now, we lost one of the Steely Dan pair yes. this week. Yes, that was yes. sad. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Walter Becker. Walter Becker uh, was the co-writer with Donald Fagan and uh, 67 years old. So in honour of Walter, and there's been a lot of emotion for him, uh, and the music of Silly Dan, which they could have been used to uh, enjoy mocking on our night program nationally for no, 20 no, years. No, 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 you did. No, I, I, I talked them up. So did I. You so did I. Them. So did I. Well, then Tony, Simon <laughs> and Jeff did the mocking then. There's a fair bit of finger-pointing going on here and I can't find a scapegoat. <laughs> Richard Evans gave us the idea a few years ago. Gary Ablett Sr., he could take a freakish mark. He could kick a goal from 60 without a natural arc. Gary Jr. won a brown low, which his old man never did. So which of them is better, the father or the kid? Everybody. Oh, well, they played in different eras. 
so you really can't compare. Yeah, they played in different eras, so we'll have to leave it there. He's called the flying doormat and he ruled the halfback line. And then the young Silvani voted the best of all time. So what of Matty Scarlet? And uh, yes, and Gary, even Gary is. Legends running old, and it's so hard to compare, boys. Because they played in different eras, so it's really hard to say. Uh, yes, they played in different eras, so how would they go today? Uh, yeah, they played in different eras, so you really can't compare. Uh, yes, they played in different eras, so we'll have to leave it there. I've got that so stuck in my head now, I can't remember what the original song was. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lyric for Silly Dan that's quite nothing. Are you reeling in the years? Are you stowing away the time? I'm not Are sure. Are you living in the past? Well, yes, that would be a better lyric. I'm not sure that that one means anything lyrically, although uh, I don't want to uh, offend uh, Walter or Donald. Now, last song for this segment, and chaps, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to shock our listeners. How? Uh, we're going to take a song from the 80s. Oh. Mm. Yeah, this is unusual. It's a, what, good, it's a good one, though. Yeah. Now, for those who haven't seen the sheet, which is Cove and Richo, mm-hmm. uh, what is this? The home and away theme? <laughs> oh, yeah, I recognise yes, it. it. <laughs> I recognise it, but I can't put a Streets of a your town. To no. Well, that's you are so warm. You are so warm. Yeah, it's not it, though. You've got the idea of it, mm. but not it. I want to thank uh, John Oak, uh, Peter Trust, Tressida, Noel Dennison, David Blom, and uh, some of our regulars for contributing ideas here. And this is Living in the Past. Back in the olden days, there were no booming loud PAs. Saturday was the day they played on There were wingmen and rovers then Do you remember them? And long walks to the ground With your friends Yeah, na, 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 Rudy Doody Saturday played at suburban grounds. So now we know the course for next time. Seeing the reserves play, checking scores, other games. The peanut man, chalk ices, and meat pies. One umpire controlled the game. And if you saw a replay, one camera on the wing was the only way. Cool. Yeah, na, 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 yeah, Rudy Doody. Yeah, na, 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 games on Saturday. Played at suburban grounds. We're getting better, aren't we? Ron Casey and World of Sport Did serious football talk 
And Uncle Doug would share his pearls of wisdom Now, were the Dream Academy a one-hit wonder? Yes, even a half-hit wonder. (laughs) I've got the 12-inch vinyl still. I, I loved the song. I still adore it today. Mm. Oh, it's, it's so pretty. It's really, and, and it was on everyone's it was on everyone's lips, and they never went on with it. Well, this is, uh, they're not the only ones. They're, <laughs> they're not Robinson Crusoe. They're Rich Rob- Kate St. John went on. Yeah, she, she was. Oh, uh, oh, right. There we go. She wrote symphonies and was out oh, here yeah. a few years ago as a musical director of the tribute show oh. that went around the world. For Nick Drake. York, and Life in a Northern Town, of course, is a tribute to Nick Drake. Yeah. The song itself. Is but it? the band has got, they've got Kate St. John and the... the Paddy McAloon. But the, the other one had one of those, it, it was Kate St. John and he, and he had a hyphenated name. He was Nicholas Klaus mm. Smythe or something. Yeah, like Paddy McAloon was in prefab to yeah. Sprout. You know, to know a lot but more about they, it than They I all expected. had those kinds of spinal tappy names, <laughs> didn't they? And uh, Kobe, you, yes. were, you were right anyway because Home and Away is set in a northern town. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, up score update. Um, thank you, Michael. The Medical Research Cup uh, has gone back to the Walter and uh, Eliza Hall Institute Research. Uh, they won the round robin with two wins. Latrobe won a game and Peter Mack came uh, in last. I keep <laughs> wanting to ask, how do you think Walter and Eliza Hall Institute Research will go? Next year, well, yeah. I think the, I think the league's got to step in and restrict their draft picks. Well, I think they maybe should go up into a higher league well, if they're but, dominating but there. They could go down to King Island and turn it into a sixteen <laughs> comp. Uh, but now we're going down to the Mid Gippsland Football ah. League now, uh, home of the the Trafalgar Bloods. We stopped in Trafalgar for a cuppa mm. on our way back from Bairnsdale, didn't At we? That wonderful bakery. Yeah, and it's uh, it's grand final day today in in the Mid Gippsland Football League. Who's playing? Uh, Merbu North, the Tigers are yeah. playing Yanar, the Magpies. How's that? So it's a, it's a Tiger Magpie grand final, and uh, we're joined online now from the Merbu North Football Netball Club, Bernice Snell. Bernice's family's been involved in the club since the fifties. Bernice, welcome to the Could Have Beens. Thank you. Now, how are you? Ha- we're yeah, good. good. Thanks, Tell us Bernice. how Grand Final Day starts for you. Um, well, I've been over here since about 7.30 this morning. Mm. Um, you've got to get here early if you want to get a park anywhere near the inside the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also our netballers were playing at 8.30. So, Crikey. Um, Are they in the grand final as well? The Mervyn North under 15 yep. played Trafalgar, and unfortunately Trafalgar won 44 to 37. Oh, they got up. So you get yeah. there at 7.30 to get a park. Who gets there even earlier to open the gate? Well, a lot of people must because everybody was in here when I got here. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's been a tremendous story for the the Tigers, though, isn't it? You just snuck into the finals. Tell us how that played out. Well, the last round of the season, we were sixth and we were relying on Yanar beating Trafalgar, Mm -hmm. which they did by one point. um, I think our team had to wait about eight minutes after the game in the... um, 
club rooms listening to the broadcast on the local ABC radio to find oh. out that um, Murdoch offered uh, that um, you know beat Trafalgar by a point, and at the same time Hill End um, beat Newborough, which was totally unexpected. So Murdoch ended up poor. Did any money change hands to get that result? <laughs> I don't think so. So, so Hill End had, had been having an ordinary season, but they bobbed one up at the end. Yes, yes. They're, now they're one of those tremendous teams that have got a great nickname. I think they're, they, they're called the Hillies or the Hill Men or something like that. Yeah, the Hill Men. I think the Hill Men. Mm. <laughs> yes, the Hunters. So to get to the grand final, Denise, you've had to win two yeah. uh, finals matches. Um, in the first semi, we played Newborough, mm-hmm. which they moved off one. Then they played Thorpedale. In the oh, the first one was the elimination, and then the um, prelim semi-final. Then mm. the preliminary, mm. they played. No, then they played in the semi-final. They played Thorpedale, and in the preliminary final, they played Yellow North last week. Yellow North were the minor premiers. Wow! So you like the dogs last year? You had <laughs> yeah. to play every week. <laughs> had to play everybody, and I think Newborough yeah. were the reigning premiers, weren't they? They were, mm. and um, it's happened that the third and fourth teams at the end of the season, are both playing off in the grand final. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. That's did fantastic. you tell um, your lawn north up, did you, Bernice? Last week, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Beat them by much? Uh, a couple of goals. So, okay. Mm. So who's, who's the genius who's coaching Merbu yeah. North? Uh, Clancy Bennett. Clancy. Mm. Clancy. Oh, you oh, heard about Clancy. Yeah. Yeah. Clancy, ca- Clancy came up through our juniors fantastic. and um, played with Gippsland Power. Um, he's, um, then went up to Dimboola, mm. played in a premiership at Dimboola, went mm. to Goodwood in Adelaide, played in a premiership at Goodwood. Goodwood. Came back up to Merby North this, uh, last year mm. to coach. Yep. Um, he's followed his partner around. She works for the ABC at Gippsland. Oh, yeah. So, oh. um, so oh, somebody just okay. scored a goal, I think. He played, oh. <laughs> played for the Overflow as well at one stage. Excellency <laughs> <laughs> of the Overflow. Is he, is he a playing coach? Yes, definitely. Yes. Wow. So a goal's yes. just gone through on Very the netball court, is that right? No, no, this is Newborough in the thirds. Oh, okay. In the okay. football, Newborough now, 12 points to Trafalgar's one goal. At, now, the grand final, all the games, which which club is hosting? It's at Morwell, so it's a neutral ground. Oh, you're down at Morwell. Yeah, well, it's good oh, for them. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so what's planned for back in Merbu North tonight? Oh, win, lose or draw back at our local club rooms. Mm. We've got beautiful, reasonably new club rooms mm. built about 12 years ago and, um, oh, well, keep them, essentially. Keep them tidy tonight, please. <laughs> it's got, well, I hope so. <laughs> it's got a lot of fairy tale about it at the mm. moment, the story, hasn't it? Well, that's right. Hey, mm. And your family's been part of the action for decades, years, whatever? Uh, yes. Um, the Snells actually came to move north in around about... 1917, and my husband's family, um, Mr. Snell, played with the club and coached in the 1920s. Wow. And in 1956 and 57, five Snell boys played off in the, oh. the grand final, which won. And, um, yeah, they were all oh, down the centre line, the spine of the team, wow. all big Good. fellows, all about six foot. Two, six foot four. So, Bernice, that original ancestor back in 1917, he's one of those blokes in that photo where they're all standing around having chopped down the world's biggest tree. 
<laughs> they were actually road contractors in those days. Oh, right. <laughs> but they may have had to cut down some trees to build the road. <laughs> so, so a 100-year association with the club. Is, is, mm. is the pavilion called the Snell Family Pavilion or something? Or? Oh, no, no, nothing like that, no. The Snell Family <laughs> Goalpost? No, no. See. So, no. Well, people do say Merbu North has a funny smell about it. Yeah, so. <laughs> now, Bernice, you, you said you're at the ground. Can we do mm. um, the Could Have Been's car horn test? And anyone listening, mm. Uh, mm. give us a bip on your horn. Here we go. Oh, I don't think there's too many listeners. <laughs> how, about, how about your car? Have you got? A, has oh. it got a horn? The line's got a horn. <laughs> there, there we go. go. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Bernice, do you know a boy called Logan from Merbu North? I do. He's won Covey's quiz the last two weeks. Oh. <laughs> I do listen. He um, goes to school with my granddaughter, oh, or one of my granddaughters. No, no. If you see him around today, tell him he's not allowed on this week. He's been on too much. <laughs> We're surprised he's not mayor of Merbu. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, he's a nice young kid. Oh, all, all roads lead to Merbu North. You know, Laura well, Poole, but... who runs ABC Gippsland, Yes. Well, it was, she's, she's Clancy's partner. Clancy's partner, yeah. that's right. In fact, we, right. we were doing the uh, grassroots footy in the, in the grandstand last Saturday afternoon. We had Laura actually on the line. Reporting oh, into very us. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bernice, back at the club rooms tonight, is it a sit-down dinner or finger food? Oh, no, just finger food. Okay. Mm. Um, and a band playing later on. Any oh, club sandwiches? Okay. No, I'm not quite sure about that. <laughs> so so what's, what do you do for the rest of the day now? I'll stay here and watch right to the finish. Just watching? No other duties? Bernice? No, not today. Oh, not that's today. the way to do it, Bernice. No, I've done a... <laughs> Don't keep it over the years. Yeah, you've, you've done your time. Just relax and enjoy <laughs> the games. And, and any snell, yeah. any snells in the Merbu North lineup today? Uh, no, I've got a nephew, Jacob Nash, who's playing in the um, senior grand final, uh-huh. and his brother Liam is playing with Footscray at the moment in oh, the yeah. um, VFL. Okay. Yes. Okay. So uh, he's had a few injuries, but hopefully he's playing tomorrow. I haven't seen the team. Well, and, thank you, um, Bernice. Yeah, and mm. Any others? Oh, no. Um, mm. Our eldest son's still involved with the club. He mm. coaches the under-10s, tw- under and like, yeah, there's always fantastic. plenty of family, yeah. family members around. And, and, mm. and lots of jobs need yeah. doing. Bernice, oh, you just course. enjoy mm. grand final day. As yeah. a very wise person said to me one day, uh, that everyone's a winner on grand final day. Yeah. It's just a special well, day. Well, that's right. Well, that is, that's it, right. it would be great, Dave. To mm. cap a hundred years of your family involvement to win the flag oh, well. today, wouldn't it? Though. <laughs> Best of luck, yeah. Bernice. Okay, thank you. Thanks a lot, Bernice. Mm. Bernice Snell from Merbu North Footy Club. Her family has been involved in Merbu North Footy for a hundred years. Has it first yeah, started in nine, 1917? It Extraordinary. Really is. You're with the Could Have Beens on ABC Radio. Now would be a good time to hit the phones if you want to play Kobe's Quiz in a few yes. minutes' time. One three hundred triple two seven seven four is the number. You can call now. One three hundred triple two seven seven four. But it's time now on the Could Have Beens for leather poisoning, where we talk to a player who, in the past, has had the ball literally on a string. We're going back to April 2011. Richmond were playing the Brisbane Lions and uh, Tiger Nathan Foley, who played 154 games for the Tigers over the journey, had the ball 40 times that day. Uh, Nathan, welcome to the Could Have Beens. Thanks for having me. Now, how well do you remember that game against Brisbane in 2011? Uh, yeah, I do remember it. Um, Saturday night, I think. So, um, 
No, it was a it was a good night. I sort of uh, got lucky, I think, at times. I got on the end of a few um, easier possessions, which is always nice. Well, you you were always a player who who got a lot of the ball, but you must have those days where somehow the ball seems to follow you around. Yeah, you can tend to have those days and sort of get a lot of possessions in a small period of time with one twos or the ball just staying in your area. Um, but I think thinking back onto that night, also I was playing high forward a little bit and had the licence to head up the ground and get involved at stoppages. And I think that night, particularly in the first half, my opponent wasn't really going with me. So I had the luxury of getting up the ground without a man, which makes it a bit easier to get some possession. Uh, name names. Who was that? I actually can't remember who my <laughs> opponent was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I got a little bit of freedom in that first half, which was, which was quite nice. Uh, Nathan, when you say you were playing high forward, this has become a new position in the game in recent times. Uh, it basically means what you play somewhere between the half forward flank and the wing. Yeah, it does. Look at um, I mean, you watched the footy last night, and Kane Lambert from the Tigers does that role really well. Oh, there was um, about twenty eight high forwards <laughs> last night. Yeah, no, you're right. They, all the all the Tigers boys do it quite well. Um, so you, yeah, you basically get the license to push up the ground and get involved around the footy more so. And then uh, I think the most important thing though is to be able to make sure you get back inside that forward 50 to be able to compete when the ball is in that area as well. That was going to be my next question and a bit of serious football talk here because if you do push up and you don't get back quick enough, your man who might sag off you <laughs> then might be in a position to take an intercept mark and uh, and, and counter-attack. Uh, yes. Mm. Yep. Yeah, spot on. And I think that's why some, some players... Um, do sag off a little bit to be able to be that fair in defence and, and take those intercept marks. Now, uh, Nathan, obviously you're very familiar with all of this modern footy lingo because uh, <laughs> you're you're now coaching. Uh, now, as I understand it, you're, you're an academy co- coach at Box Hill, is that right? Uh, no, I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm involved in the Hawthorne Next Generation Academy at the Hawks. Uh-huh. Um, so, what, so what age group are you working with? Yeah, so it's it's basically eleven to eighteen. Um, it's a new new program. It's a joint initiative with the AFL, uh, a little bit like the Northern Academies, Sydney and Brisbane mm-hmm. and GWS and those teams. In that we um, we've been allocated areas throughout Australia. So Hawthorne have the Eastern Ranges, Talent okay. Zone, Gippsland Power, Talent Zone, and Catherine in the Northern Territory. And we work with players between eleven and fifteen in those areas, and then a few players if they're eligible under. Um, certain guidelines we can work with from 15 to 18 and then we get draft concessions on those guys if we want to take them. So, uh-huh. yeah, it's similar to the Sydney Academy. It's all um, a new program, which is exciting. And, Nathan, tell us how you actually work it with um, boys and teenagers, as you, as you said, 11 to 15, the kind of concepts we're talking about, mm. you know, high forward, sagging back. Mm. You know, are you introducing play, footballers as young as that to these ways of thinking about the game? We are, yeah. It's, um, I mean, and that's the idea of the, the program and the idea of the AFL putting it together to provide more elite pathways for uh, younger players. Sort of, I know basketball and soccer sort of provide these elite training programs, so the AFL has sort of seen a bit of a gap there to jump into that space. And I think first and foremost for the younger age groups, the football fundamental skills are probably the most important thing, um, particularly kicking the footy. We know now 
how important it is to be a good kick at AFL level. And mm. unfortunately, if you can't kick the ball uh, yeah. or you regularly turn it over, you can't play. So yeah. I think that's the most important yeah. thing. And then we'll introduce other concepts as we go along. But developmentally, it must be a challenge with 11 to 15-year-olds who basically, you know, even if they've been in elite pathways for a while, they're still see ball, get ball. And a footy ground is a very large place and you can get lost out there, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a good point, and a lot of the talented juniors coming through are see ball, get ball. That's the way they play, and they generally play midfield in their local team. So introducing those concepts of lengthening the ground and um, playing such roles as a high forward are, are really important for their development. Mm. And who identifies the talent for you? Do, you? do you have people around Australia who say, oh, we can get you into an academy? Yeah, at this stage, um, we work so our, within our areas, for example, uh, the Eastern Region, we'll work with the EFL, um, Eastern Football League, uh, Eastern Rangers Football Club and also the Yarra Rangers Football League. And, um, of course, we can't get out and watch all the junior football, so we rely on those guys a lot to be able to help us out and select talent. And um, quite often it's the guys in the interleague teams and those sorts of things that get opportunities with us also. Mm. And, Nathan, does part of your coaching in- involve sitting the boys down in a room and putting the video on and saying, Look, this is how you rack up 40 possessions in a game. <laughs> and just run that video into the Brisbane game? Yeah, absolutely. Just show them those old highlights. <laughs> uh, must have been wonderful. And, and talking about old, old highlights, as an old, even though you're working for the Hawks, you're a tiger of old. You're strong absolutely. and you're bold. Uh, were you watching at the ground yeah. or on the telly last night? No, I was on the telly last night. Um, Get a it kick out of it? Their, um, their, their pressure and uh, their attacking flair was, was brilliant to watch and um, it was certainly an exciting game of footy and I thought they probably could have um, been up by a bit more at half time but then the last quarter they really um, put the foot to the throat I suppose and and finished off the game which was fantastic. Uh, Nathan I understand that uh, I bought a house from your uncle and he told us that you used to do pool recovery in our pool. Ah yes yeah you're right. um, Yeah yeah, I did every uh, before every game while he was living at that house, I used to head out there in the middle of winter and jump in their pool. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit ago. But, uh, yeah, that was certainly part of my, my routine for game day. Well, that'll be a big, big selling feature when we... Yeah, and, 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 and say, say Nathan was in this pool just before he had 40 possessions against... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what that's, he puts it down right, to. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. What, what under-18 team did, did you play for, Nathan? So I went through the Falcons system, oh, so okay. Geelong Falcons yep, in the Tech Cup. Another one. Yeah, yeah. So, um yeah, Colac, Colac boy originally. And yeah, Geelong, um, Geelong weren't interested. Uh, Geelong, I missed out on the draft and ended up getting rookied. Yeah. Um, Geelong invited me to train post the national uh, draft. And that must be very satisfying for you, Nathan, but having come through that pathway yourself, seeing in last night's game on both sides, there were a lot of players who'd come through that rookie pathway to find themselves playing in a final in front of ninety five thousand people. Yeah, no, it is. It's fantastic, and. Um, I mean, even an extension of that, I think Kane Lambert is a sensational story. Yes. He's always been a, a brilliant TAC Cup player and a brilliant VFL player and for whatever reason continued to get overlooked and finally got his opportunities and taken it with both hands. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful to see. Uh, Nathan, thanks for joining us this morning mm. and all the best there with the academy. I, I get the feeling that uh, coaching is something you're taking very seriously and you want to go on with. Yeah, no, it's been a it's been a great experience. So it's uh, all going well. Terrific, uh, and all the best with the future. And thanks for joining us again, Nathan Foley.
Thanks, guys. John, you Nathan. You with the Kuta means it's quiz time. One three hundred triple two seven seven four is the number. One three hundred triple two seven seven four. Do we call this the qualifying final quiz? Oh, quite possibly. <laughs> Who's your first contestant? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, a young uh, Logan from Merbu North. Mm-hmm. Is one of the last couple of weeks he's having a rest, but he, he has sent in a photo of himself with his helmet on playing footy, and he's got a blood nose. He's had uh, three blood noses in two weeks. Oh. Don't get that on the quiz. No, they, eh? br- they breed them tough up there. They do. Good on you, Logan. Okay, our first contestant is uh, Joe in Albury. Hello, Joe. G'day, boys. Oh, hello, Joe. Joe. Have you been on before? Oh, a couple of months ago, boys. Right, eh? I thought that was a kid's voice, but it's a grown-up voice, mm. is it? Yes, it's a big grown-up. All right, I, uh, I didn't have much interest in writing my questions uh, last night. <laughs> so here's, here's the first question. Who won last night? Tigers. Okay. And the night before? Uh, Adelaide. Who? Adelaide. Oh, right, okay. Uh, right, Jack Graham caught my eye, plays for the Tigers. Uh, which state is he from? Victoria, South Australia, or WA? Uh, Jack Graham. I'm going to go with uh, WA. Oh, uh, bad luck. Bad luck, Joe. There was a Jack Graham who played for Geelong and South Melbourne. South Melbourne, and he's, I think he might have been Ricky Graham's dad. Uh, I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah 30, uh, bad luck, number Joe. Number 34 last night. Goes all right. Jack. Hello, Jack in the Gamby. Hello, Jack. Hello, Jack. Yeah, I'm in. Hello, Jack. G'day. How old are you? I'm 11. And Barrick 4? Go, go for the Crows. Go for the Crows? Yeah. Right. Jack Kramer played for Richmond. Is he from Victoria or South Australia? I reckon he's from South Australia. Yeah, well, you should know that as a crow boy. Yeah. Now, to be specific, whereabouts in South Australia? Is he from Tea Tree Gully, Jepps Cross or Golden Grove? Oh, gee, that's a tough one. Um, Golden Grove? No, it's not Golden oh, Grove. Bad luck. Bad luck. But there is a player bad on the Richmond lift from Golden Grove. There is. Uh, who's next? Uh, that's a very funny phone. The Menzels are from Golden Grove. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, David's in Ballarat. Hello, David. Boys. Good morning to you. Jack Graham. How's the weather been this week? Get much skiing in in Ballarat this week? <laughs> Uh, mate, <coughs> we could have accepted it was too wet. The snow melted. Oh, the worst of both worlds. Uh, Jack Graham, is he from Tea Tree Gully in South Australia or Jepps Cross? Oh, let's go for Jepps Cross. Well, you'll have to go there and stay there. Oh. You're, <laughs> you're wrong. It won't be pleasant either. It's another, there's another boy on the Richmond list from Jepps Cross. Is there? Yeah, exactly. It's not that residential, that area. No. Uh, bad luck, David. Ben in Brighton is next. Good morning, Ben. Hello. Ben, uh, can you confirm that Jack Graham is from Tea Tree Gully? Yes, I can confirm that. Right. Yeah, well done. They have a team in the district cricket, don't they, as well, mm. Tea Tree Gully? Mm. Is Hooksy a Tea Tree Gully? Hooksy, was he Tea Tree Gully? Don't know about that, but uh, it, it's a strong suburb. Right, a strong suburb. It's, well, it's residential. <laughs> Are yeah, they weak suburbs? Well, people live there <laughs> as opposed to Jeff's Cross. Uh, talking, uh, <laughs> talking suburbs, Nick Vloston for Richmond. Is he from Eltham, Epping or Essendon? I'm going to say Eltham. And you'll be correct. And with yeah. a beard like that, I wouldn't be surprised if you actually looked at Mont <laughs> if, you, if you mention Eltham, you have to mention Mont <laughs> uh, I didn't ask you who you back for, Ben. Uh, the dogs. The dogs. Oh, it's, oh, it's all over for them. Yeah. It? It's very sad. 
When do you think you'll be back in the finals? What, 10, 12 years? Um, one or two years. One or two. I'm okay. a bit more optimistic than some of the callers. Uh, Jack Rewalt has, uh, has topped the goal kicking at Richmond this year. Who's next on the goal kickers at Richmond? Mm, that's a tough one. Mm. Got to say... Uh, I've no clue, so I'm going to say Dusty Martin. And Dusty Martin is correct. The instinct was helped you out there. Dusty only kicked nine goals last year. He kicked 32 this year. Wow. Uh, Yeah, then Butler with 27, Castagna 24, Rioli 21. They're the mosquito fleet. Uh, Jack Rewalt has been the leading goal kicker for the past seven seasons at Richmond. Before that, uh, Matthew Richardson dominated. But before Jack took over as the leading goal kicker, there was a year in between Richardson and Rewalt where one player topped the goal kicking in 2009. Was it Brett Deledio, Joel Bowden or Mitch Morton? Got to say Deledio. And you'll be incorrect. Oh, bad, bad luck. luck. Thanks for he, playing. I think he won the best and fairest that mm. year, 2009. Uh, Jason and Jason, good morning. Good morning, Ian and everyone. Uh, Hello, Jason. Jason, uh, that player I'm looking for who topped the goal king at Richmond between uh, Richmond and uh, Richardson and Rewalt, was it Joel Bowden or Mitch Morton? Morton. It was Mitch Morton. Oh, goodness gracious. Kicked 40 played, goals. And played oh, the premiership. Played went premiership. To the, yeah, <laughs> 40 goals. Had, had a brother at Melbourne? Yes. Yeah. Uh, final question for you, uh, Jason, of Murlbark. I'm feeling like Tony Delroy doing the quiz today. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, got that feel today. Um Damien Hardwick played in premierships, two premierships. Who with? Port Adelaide and Essendon. That is correct. Yep, 2004 and 2000. All right. Bonus points. Give me the stats in both those games, please. (laughs) (laughs) Dominating. Stay on the line. You are the winner. Well, and thanks to all of our contestants, those who were unable to get through. You might be able to get through next week. I hope you found that interesting. Well, I did. Did the winner yeah. did. Well, you'd love the tea tree gully reference <laughs> and the Eltham reference. And, sure. and the Golden Hooksy Grove for, reference. Uh, Glenelg, didn't he? Not what? tea tree gully. Hooksy? Mm. No, no, I think he's... And the memories of the Morton brothers. Yeah. Oh, well, Mitch Morton was the one that got him started Rich in 2012. He kicked a couple, didn't he? Yeah, he kicked a couple mm. early. Yeah. Welcome back to the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Radio. <laughs> Welcome. If you're joining us for the first time this morning, I'm Jeff Richardson. My colleagues here on the Could Have Been's are Billy Baxter. Hello, Jeffy and listeners. Andy Belairs. Still not talking about the Demons. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ian Cover. Uh, uh, hello again. Torch yeah. McGee. Yes, good morning, Richard. And, hey, and good morning once again to Greg Champion, who has got one arm right down the bottom of the mailbag. All right, we'll try and be brief. Chris is in Baghdad. Hi, Could hello, Have Beans. It's 50 degrees here. Oh, that's hot. I work at the Embassy. Listening to the show oh. is a great way to wind down. That was one of the great TV shows on ABC. <laughs> it ain't embassy. Oh, embassy. Bring it back. And it was always 50 degrees. Oh, yeah. Always hot and, and sweating. The ABC's um, it closing down Dr. Blake. Yeah. So there's a, a gap's opened there's up. Gap Bring back field. embassy. I thought you were going to say, it ain't half hot, Mum. <laughs> no, no, no. Embassy. Well, he finishes with, go Bombers, brackets, not the local type, the footy team, of course. Yeah. Paul Humphreys is in Canada. Love listening to the podcast during my hour drive to and from work. I was perplexed one morning recently when my iPhone sprang into action and Siri wanted some input from me, and it took me a while to work out that one of you blokes on the podcast had yelled out, Hey, Siri. (laughs) That was you, Billy. That was you, Billy. And and it triggered his 
Jerry oh, really? in his car. <laughs> That's sprang funny. into life listening to the podcast. I hope Toronto can make it onto your regional Victorian tour next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for a great snapshot of home life to this Aussie abroad. Graham Thornton is in Bali, but he's from Mildura. He mm-hmm. says that a certain venue is holding the weekend finals with beer and pie nights for a measly 130,000 INR. Oh, Indonesian rupiah. How can they do it for that? What, does that? Does that translate into Docklands food prices? Or? <laughs> it's hard to know. I'll have torch. Probably food court prices, I'd say. Yeah. Richard Evans reports that at Cardinia Park there was a hive of bees on the scoreboard above the standing room terraces, and whenever there was an announcement, the bees would get upset and swarm. <laughs> they were there for years. Are you, are you aware of that? No. So James Baker of Crafers writes, read the prosciutto song. I'll tell you where those bees should be relocated to. The Jollymont Station. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's what they mean. Every time the announcer comes on, they'd be off. <laughs> they got the right colours. James yeah. Baker, Crafers. Read the prosciutto song. Mm. Apparently, Prince Harry had all those items in his lunchbox on his first day of preschool. <laughs> <laughs> now, two, two little tales here. Mm. Jono from Tassie. Once a year, we did something different, and we travelled to the local prison to, at Risden to play the prisoners. Mm. They nice. couldn't travel. Uh, they had home ground experience. Yeah, they played home and home. <laughs> it, was eight, it wasn't eight in a side. It was a rectangle of grass surrounded by cells, prison blocks. After a big night on the beers, we went out seedy to the prison. There was a program listing the teams, and we found some of Tassie's most violent and highest-profile prisoners. The games were brutal. We were basically kids. They were hard men. They relished a chance to flatten us. Non-playing prisoners watched from their cells, a few around the ground. These calls from the prisoners were interesting say the least. When the ball was kicked through the goals and over the prison wall, one of our members said to his opponent, are you going to get it or am I? Seconds later, <laughs> Chesty was flat on the ground. There were no consequences. They were already in jail. So uh, It sounds like an episode of Fashion <laughs> Company. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jono from Tassie. Well, when, when I was at the, as a cadet reporter at Geelong Addy, we used to play a midweek volleyball comp, a bit like your syntax, Dutch Torchy. <laughs> And we used to play against Gas and Fuel and the SEC. Remember them? Yeah. And one was always against the Geelong Jail. Oh, right. They played all their games at home. In a, in, in, in the court was like a, a squashed Rubik's Cube. It was a strange <laughs> rhomboid. <laughs> and they knew exactly where to spike it over the net. So if you went to try and get it back, you would run headlong into the bluestone wall of, of the thing. Yeah. We lost all our matches. 15 love, 15 love, 15 love. And get them over quickly. Yeah. And they say, where are you blokes from? Uh, Geelong Eddie. Oh, you're the blokes that put our names in the paper. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't do the footy. No, no. <laughs> always I don't one, do the courts. Always one way to appease them, yeah. smuggle in a couple of packets of smokes. And, uh, <laughs> you didn't smuggle them in. You just sold them openly. <laughs> just as well you didn't play them in football because a few blokes there racked up a few possessions. <laughs> well, Forbes, he and, uh, took a lot oh, of us oh. into the, a lot of jails uh, in his great yeah. work for humanitarian work in the 80s. I'll see Forbes here tonight because I'm going to the Midiamo presentation night oh, in Bendigo. Give him our best. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Hello, Forbes. And finally, Greg Tuck, this tale. I was a South Melbourne fan as a young child. Mum's family were ardent Swans fans and would meet at the footy to focus their anger on the opposition. Standing room every game, couldn't afford a seat in a grandstand. My father spotted my uncle a little way off. He waved, but the my uncle couldn't see him. I told them I will race off and tell my uncle we're here. 
In between the gabardine coats I weaved, avoiding the lighted cigarettes that were held low out of the wind, trying not to trip on dead beer cans. All Everyone looked the same, and I knew I was lost. Someone took pity on me and passed me through to a policeman walking the boundary line. I had a front row seat of the game on his shoulder as he walked around scanning the crowd. I was the lost child and felt like the scene from Oliver where Harry Seacombe sings Boy for Sale. <laughs> It took a while and the game kept going and I was wondering whether my parents were uh, going to turn their backs and think one less mouth to feed. I was four years old and I was going to be an orphan at the footy. Reluctantly and quite embarrassed, my parents finally relented and I was handed back. Uh... And that is mailbag yeah, this week. Pass it on to Mac, or he can yeah. read that tomorrow morning. <laughs> can I just uh, quickly say to you, Billy? Yes, boss. Uh, talking about the uh, Lawton Valley Way. Yeah. Uh, Laura Norton, who we had on in the Bush segment last week. Yeah, I remember. Hooli dooly. Yeah. Uh, Laura, uh, having gone out to Serpentine, mm-hmm. sent me a text later in the day, Billy, to say, by the way, there is a lagoon at Bears Lagoon, ah. along with the channel. Right. She thought there was only a channel. Yeah. And there's also the Serp Creek as well. Right. So they're, 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 there you go. Thank you for setting the record straight. So, so they're on the ball with, as far as water courses are there concerned. There is a lagoon at Bears Lagoon Serpentine. That's and, very and encouraging to good hear. Good to know. And uh, Bernice Snell that we had on yes. the first yes. the pro- From Mobu North. Too modest when she's talking about family members playing sport. Uh, her daughter is three-time Olympian, uh, two-time silver and one bronze. A basketball, a Belinda Snell. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. How about that? Didn't think to ask. If it, if it had been a horse racing name, Torch would have said, Is there any relation to, uh, you know, Lester Pickett, you know? Fabulous. Oh, you wish it could have been on ABC Radio. Played at Geelong, wasn't Jason Snell? Yeah. Came from um, up the Danny and I, Eastern Rangers way. Our question for the morning was um, strange and unusual teams or competitions that you may have been involved mm. with or played in, ca- coming from uh, particularly Torch and Champs' experience, but never, we, you didn't bring up your volleyball comp at the time, mm. Ian, for going to the Geelong mm. Jail. You were very quiet about that. Mm. I suppose it's not football, no. so technically it's ruled out. But uh, Andy has, has got all our different devices going, so people have tweeted, people have Facebooked, People have emailed, people have texted. Andy, what have we got? Many and varied, and I'll keep it quick because uh, we must move on to our next guest, but we'll go with Swish to start with. Hey, Swish. Swish uh, played in a footy game, Channel 10 Adelaide versus Pirates winter baseball team in 1980 at Jepps Cross. No sign of Fat Cat or Jane Riley, though. Swish. Kate's dad played 328 games for State Bank. Um, and he died this year. That club was a big part of our lives, so that's very nice, Kate, for those memories. Glenn Cook, RAAF Tyndall Magpies in the early 90s in the KDFL Northern Territory, an all-white footy team with an Aboriginal coach, probably a first. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Brett played over 100 games in the police midweek comp in the 80s for the Tigers. Paul Salmon coached one year, and Mark Harvey coached another year. Uh, Justin played under-9s soccer for a club in Botany, I think Justin's in Sydney, called Trasadinos. Coach spoke Spanish, we didn't, lost every match, and only goal was an own goal. Uh, Brett, Northcote Police versus Croxton Park Hotel years ago. Warrants were executed on some of the hotel players after the game. (laughs) Richard... 
remembers his cadet days on the Herald Sun, and there was an annual match between our paper and the staff of Inside Football. <laughs> Hashtag Sam remembers. Mm. Probably does. Uh, Jules said uh, Jules played in Chartered Accountants Footy Day for an insolvency firm referred to as the Undertakers. Oh. Bob uh, remembers Victoria Park Q mid sixties Swinburne Tech Girls versus Glen Ferry Road Shop Assistants. <laughs> A tough game. Grant's <laughs> uh, grandfather played for the Beverly Juniors Football Club in 1914, which were the Richmond Fourths at, mm. in those days. Mm. And he's even got pictures there, so you can go and check them out. Beverly. On the uh, email, actually, emails that we got uh, a couple of weeks ago when we first asked the question, Shane remembers playing against Billy in the annual film school and graphic design school at Swinburne College. Mm-hmm. I remember Shane. Uh, early heavy black and white video was on field interviewing players during the match and they had a big party afterwards. And uh, Continental Robert Zeus was doing um, animation at Swinburne then and he'd get up and play his harmonica at, at those wine and cheese nights. <laughs> It's true. Well, that continental yeah, robot, the yeah, real one. Yeah, the real one. From the uh, dynamic hypnotics. Yeah, yeah. Still going around. Is he? Yeah. Having reunion gigs mm. lately. His uh, family butcher's still down there in Barclay Street. <laughs> Sorry, Brewster. No, that's okay. Uh, Don uh, remembers good. 40 years ago playing for Bushels, Silly. the tea company, mm. a match against the rest of the tea and coffee trade in Melbourne. Ah. Don had never played before. But um, he was recruited into the team, got his first, uh, shoved me out on the way on the wing, got his first and last touch in football in the last quarter when the ball came tumbling in my direction from a stoppage. I fumbled and stumbled and eventually gathered the ball, looked towards the goal in time to see our full forward thundering towards me. The ball, he got the ball on the foot and it sailed at least 10 metres onto his chest. The full forward kicked the goal and they had a win. Well, did you, the tea and coffee merchants game. You reckon a few scores weren't settled that oh, day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, Chen just returned from a medical conference in Germany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One participant plays in Aussie Rules three-team competition in Switzerland. Has Swiss, German and Aussie players. Uh, Graham, oh, okay. B Company played C Company, 7th Battalion, Royal Australian Regiment in South Vietnam, 1970s, on a disused minefield outside fire support base Horseshoe. I rucked with Graham Corns. We won. <laughs> <laughs> Lawson Corporal retired. Uh, teachers College footy every Wednesday. We feared the police college team. Their instructors were allowed to play, and there were many injuries after the game. <laughs> Some VFL stars had their careers foreshortened by the police cadets. Oh. From Paul, uh, oh, I've, I've got to keep reading these because they're so good. Uh, there was a midweek cricket competition, Woodruff's Dairy at Northport Oval. Yes, said I know. Alfie from Oakley. The Woodies, I remember them. And uh, an unofficial comp between Melbourne shipping companies in the 70s, John Sanderson and Co. Seabridge, Union Steamship Co., William Hollyman, Meckelwraith, McEacham and TNT played all games at Glen Iris Park, generally in pouring rain. That's from Chris. Uh, thanks, Andy. And thanks to everyone who sent through all of those reminiscences. Lots, lots more than Andy had time to read out. Of course, you can access them all through our website. That's couldamines.com.au. Strange and unusual uh, teams and competitions you have been involved in. It all started with you, Torch, talking yes, about playing there. for tax. And I was just thinking about a cricket game I played in against the Raff at Butterworth, yeah. which was a very interesting day out, I must say. You played cricket against the Raff at in Malaysia. In Malaysia, yeah. Who won? We did. That was the first time they'd been beaten, actually. Wow. <laughs>
<laughs> they, they, yeah, why? The teachers were on holidays. Uh, but I'm just imagining a, a cricket game up, up in Malaysia playing against the RAF, it would have had all of those trappings you might expect of, of empire. You know, were, there, were there pink gins at, at the tea interval and things no, like no, that? They were, they were very full 44-gallon drums with ice and beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not, that's not the trappings of empire. That's, that's a bit – you're spoiling my image. Well, talk. unfortunately, they, we were only the bogans on tour, really. Yeah. You're with the could and uh, we are moving to our regular segment now, Other Side of the Fence, where over the course of the season we've, we've talked to people – who've been in very much involved at uh, at the senior level AFL-VFL playing and now find themselves on the other side of the white line involved with, well, what more or less comes down to telling the players what to do. <laughs> Joining us now is two-time premiership captain of Geelong, played 197 games for the Cats. But now, and the way they do think, well, you know how this works up in Sydney, it, it, he's, he's been named, you know, at, well, at Chiquita Lodge, They've, they've picked him already as, as to, to be uh, coming through as CEO of the Sydney Swans at some time in the future. Tom Harley, welcome to the Kudamans. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're good, yeah. Tom. Yeah, good. Welcome. Well, I'm not so good, Tommy. Oh, I thought that might have been the case, Cove. Yeah, anyway. The, uh, a pretty brutal game last night, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. Tom, t- tell us about uh, immediately post-football, what you were thinking and, and where you thought you might go with your career. Well, it's a, it's a good question. I think um, I, I, I knew that my last season was going to be my last season pretty early on. I, I uh, had some surgery at the end of my second last season and um, struggled physically to get through the game. Uh, at that stage, I was engaged to a, who's my now wife, um, who lived up in Sydney. So a move to Sydney was always on the cards. And uh, look, I, I prepared myself as much as anything to um, transition out of footy as smoothly as possible with a with a a degree and, and some experience through the Players Association in my time at Geelong, but uh, you never really forecast where you're going to go. But um, if I could have planned that, I would have thought that um, administration would have been my go, and, and thankfully an opportunity presented itself about five years after that. Um, at the Swans, I did some work at, uh, at AFL New South Wales to, I guess, prepare me for the role that I'm currently in at the moment. And you did the commentary, of course, on the tally. And did the commentary as well, Co. Which was, uh, I mean, it was great fun. It was it was one of those ones where um, I was extremely fortunate to finish my career the way I did, and, and um, that's calling time, I guess, on your own career and also in a really successful team. And um, my last game was a was a fantastic memory. Clearly, uh, being a premiership. So with that comes some opportunities, and um, Channel Seven gave me that great opportunity to uh, broadcast the games, which was uh, which was great fun. Tom, we were speaking earlier in the show with Nathan Foley, who's running uh, the uh, the academy that the Hawks are running out out at Boxer, which is modelled on the the Swans Academy. The obvious thing people think, oh yeah, you're running working in the academy, your future's going to be in coaching. But yeah, you were obviously thinking more in terms of administration rather than the coaching pathway. Yeah, I was. I mean, I, I didn't really do any coaching preparation as a player. Um, to be fair, I was probably more interested in the administration side of the footy club than the coaching side of the footy club whilst I was a player and, and um, tried to uh, learn as much as I could off um, Brian Cook and St. Coster and the board at, at Geelong. Um, I, I, I dabbled in coaching an under-16 side in my first year out. It was uh, I, I did enjoy it, but um, look, you know, it was more the administration side for me. And, and I think once you make that decision, you, you probably have to start to plot 
what it might look like and fundamentally it's, it's management really when you when you break it down to, to people management and, and managing a, a budget to oversee a project or, or a team of people um, which I was given an opportunity to AFL New South Wales which is great because AFL New South Wales for the, I guess for the Melbourne folk is it's, it's in game development um, the lay of the land in Sydney is very different to what it is in, in Melbourne um, and you really do have to invest in the grassroots mm. Tom 197 games and one for Port how did that one for Port come about? Uh, well, it came about because uh, I think they felt sorry for me. Um, to be perfectly frank, I was on the I was on the inaugural list of Port Adelaide, oh, yeah. um, which was established at the end of 1996. Yep. Um, and uh, 18 months later, I, I was given a, a game, and um, it's a bit rich to call it a game. It was probably two minutes. Um, my career at Port Adelaide was defined by minutes and games, and uh, uh, ironically played against the Cats, kicked a goal. The Siren went to never play for Port again and then was traded at the end of the year. So. <laughs> we, um, anyway, I, I can't, you can't take back the history of it. And funnily enough, the first team my, my eldest son supported was Port Power, but he, he does change pretty frequently these days. Where was your junior footy in, in Adelaide? Uh, it was at the Walkerville Junior Footy Club, um, which is, a, which is a, a, a really strong junior footy club in Adelaide. They've actually uh, produced a number of... Um, Really successful little players, yeah. um, but to be fair, most of my, my junior footy was through school. I I, um, I loved footy, but it was never really on the talent pathway. I went to St Peter's College and oh. and really enjoyed uh, school footy, um, and so that's what it was for me. And Tom, famously, uh, after that uh, win in the two thousand and seven grand final, you stood on the dais and finished up by saying, "We are Geelong." Was that premeditated? Did you want to? <laughs> find a phrase or make a statement that would encapsulate the experience? Uh, no, well, no and no. It was, um, if you're premeditating your, your premiership speech, you're probably getting a little bit ahead of yourself. <laughs> oh, no, that's I just think, called um, confidence, Tom. The, the only thing I premeditated was probably to call heads when we tossed the coin at the start of the game. But um, thankfully we won that as well. But um, mm. uh, no, it was, uh, I guess you just get caught up in the caught up in the moment and, and I mean, I was the Geelong and Coast can understand this. It, it was a huge moment for the Geelong town, the community, and clearly the footy club, and it, uh, it's just a bit of an outpouring, and, uh, and it became a catch cry, which mm. is great. It mm-hmm. is. Um, you mentioned that the landscape for footy in Sydney is a lot different to what it is down here. Uh, I saw during the week they've got lots and lots of kids who want to actually play, but they've got nowhere mm. for them to play. What's happening about mm. that? Oh, it's a huge issue. It's, it's, it's the biggest issue for the game. The participation numbers are going through the roof, and we're now uh, the AFL are beyond a generation, I think. Um, you know, so the previous generation was just kids of expats mm. um, and trying to find a club for their kids to play. Whereas now that generation is far more ingrained. And, um, you know, it's a highly densely populated city, as everyone knows. Yeah. Um, a lot of councils, a lot of small councils, not a lot of resource put into the green space, um, and it's very difficult to find ground. So it's uh, you know the AFL really do. And Gillan McLaughlin's identified this. Really, do need to uh, invest significantly into the into the facilities. Yeah. Uh, and Tommy, when when you're AIS Academy coach, uh, yep. Did you see Isaac Heaney at that stage? No, I didn't. No, he was uh, he was a bit after my time there. Right. No, they were already <laughs> hiding him at that stage. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is slightly, this slightly different. I coached his brother, funnily enough. Oh, he's on. Oh. Don't don't don't, don't don't tell me he's got a brother that's even better. No, no, this is the older brother. He was um, 
he, he, he's just played local footy. He hasn't necessarily gone through the, the, mm. the pathways. But, uh, I mean, Isaac's a great example of the academy. And mm. uh, if it weren't for the Swans Academy, he'd be playing rugby league. And, uh, and we wouldn't all be thrilled by what he does on, on the weekend in the AFL. Because oh, we read this whole history of him about how it, he... he did everything in all sports. He made 200 playing cricket. And was, <laughs> he comes a bit of a ribbing, as you can imagine, Cove, about that from the, uh, from the boys. He, he uh, averaged 200 and scored 14 goals or something like and uh, scored 1,000 points or something. And he's very happy he's playing for the and Tom, um, Jeff intimated at the uh, start of this um, segment that you are perhaps the um, CEO in waiting of the Swans. Mm. Any truth in that, or is that something that you're aspiring to? No, there's truth in that. That was um, yeah, that was uh, announced uh, probably two months ago. So um, uh, I was aware of the transition a bit longer than that, but we we needed to get public so that I could start looking for um, a new general manager of football because. The talent pool's not all that deep um, for the role that I'm in at the moment and, and need to give ourselves as much lead time as possible. You, you, you could have waited to see what Cookie was doing, uh, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy up in here in Sydney, Coast. Tom? The family, did family decision first and foremost. And you got Jimmy and Hugo and a third on yes. the way? and we got a third on the way. So and, third uh, uh, keep, Tom, keeping um, pace with the Royals. Tommy, Tommy, are you destined? <laughs> Tom, are you destined to have Gillen's job one day? Yeah, come on. Come oh, on. I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. I've come a handful at the moment with uh, the job I'm in, let alone the one I'm about to take. So, uh, no, very, very comfortable here. And, and Tom, obviously, you, you, you've got to make a huge transition. As Billy said before, he alluded to the "We Are Geelong" statement. You're so aligned with one club and club loyalty, so much part of your life. But once you make the jump, as you have, that yep. has to go out the window. Well, it, I mean, in a, in a competitive sense, um, I think it does. And um, you know, we played the Cats in a preliminary final last year, mm. um, and I really enjoy playing against Geelong. And uh, I guess the other thing is, I'm a life member of. Uh, the Geelong Football Club, and, and I think the clubs that do those sorts of things really well um, ultimately understand that you've got playing history and, and everyone respects that. So, uh, no, certainly ne- you never discard your past. No, but all your exertions are now with the Swans. That's right. Yep. Yep. No, that's, that's absolutely unequivocal. Well, you've got, a, you've got a big game on later today, so it's great you can spend some time talking to the could this morning, Tommy. No worries, Cove. Good, good luck to everyone. It's, uh, it's been an interesting start to the finals and hopefully it keeps going well. Well, if you win, you'll be playing Geelong again. <laughs> well, that would, be a good, that would be a good scene Friday night at the MCG. Yes. So well, hopefully we can take, take care of business and we'll see how we go. Right. Enjoy, enjoy the footy this afternoon, Tom, and thanks again. Tom Harley, the thanks, CEO Tom. in waiting of the Sydney Swans, and, of course, he's, he's already hidden away the next wow. Isaac Heaney. And, and, mm. and, and, His leadership I, turned that club around. I knew he had it in him one day. I was down to host a fashion parade at the football club one Sunday afternoon. And you the, know so much about it. Yeah, well, and the players were going to be the, you know, models. The walk, walking along with the, the, the yeah. because it was a mm. ladies' fashion show. Mm. And the players turn up and they sit around in the back room and what's going on? They go, no idea. They're not interested. They don't want to do it. Tommy Harley turns out. He goes, right, you blokes, mm. this is what we're doing. Wow. Uh, and he got him in order and got him in the room and got them doing it. And I thought, wow. he'll he's, run, he's he'll a be, captain in the making. He'll be running the swans one day. I thought that immediately. <laughs> and, and you know why? Because he went to St. Peter's College. Yeah. <laughs> it's song time. What have you got, champs? Um, you know the prosciutto song? Yes, it's, it's yeah. been very popular. <laughs> well, Dougie Long suggested we add it, a verse and change it. Listen to this. Oh. First we'll do the existing verse. And then we'll change it. Meet me at the G 
at the gate where members go. That's where the in crowd goes to get away from the bogues. Okay, come and join us for prosciutto, prosecco, smash that avocado, a baguette, bruschetta, balsamic vinaigrette, some gouda and shaved ham, camembert and eat ham with olives and blue cheese. Come on, number fourteen. And now the new bit. On the outer side, where the members never go, there's a fan who's chowing down on a chico roll. They don't bring their food; they buy it hot at intervals. Whether that be pies or fries or even salad rolls, chaps. So all you need's a bit of lettuce, tomato, swanky foods, a no-no, a bread roll, a burger, strictly no prosciutto, some dead horse, an orange, and a cheese's cheddar, a hot dog, a donut. How could life be better? Try that chorus again. All you need's a bit of lettuce, tomato, swanky foods, a no-no, a bread roll, a burger, strictly no prosciutto, some dead horse, of course, and the cheese's cheddar, a hot dog, a donut. How could life be better? <laughs> Presenting both sides of the story, Greg. Right. Yeah, a bit of balance. It's very ABC. Yeah. From the original of that song, that the island of Barbuda, which comes up in, yeah. it got smashed by them. And it's going to get hit again by yeah. the next hurricane yeah. that's that's lining up behind yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, let's go back to earlier in the season. Hey, Michael Wilson. Hey, Mick. Well, if I start this, uh, Ian and uh, Richo, mm-hmm. you identify. We'll try. No formula for happiness. Don't know that. That's guaranteed to hurt. It's from the Morning of the Earth soundtrack. No, no this is Australian. It's uh, it's. I'll, I'll start it. It's that's it's at the church or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes my head fills with confusion when I'm defending for my side. Think about the vast interpretations, boys. Under the roof, all rush behind. See the ball bouncing in the gold square. I'm under the pump from every side. What can I do? And will I hear the whistle? That's a deliberate brush behind. Hard to tell what they are looking for. Whole things messing with my mind. And it's amazingly peculiar the way that the ump can read my mind. 
I'll never know the right interpretation Under the roof or rush behind Yeah, now we didn't see a rush behind last night, but there was a couple of um, you know out of bounds ones where I know I just felt as though the the rule was just being given a run just because <laughs> everyone needed to have a look at it. Did, just, it, did anybody doing any any disguising brilliantly? Uh, yes, I heard uh, disguised. Dis- disguised it well. Yes, <laughs> so ninety five thousand people plus the the commentary team could see what was going on, but the umpires were just. Completely I think fooled. Asprey did a disguise at well, <laughs> yeah. and we all saw it. Uh, let's go back a couple of years, folks, and have a chuckle. I think I sent this in. I watched the pre- I watched the post-match press conference, even though I shouldn't watch, though I know it's bound to blow my mind. I hear the question asked, and I'll wait the considered reply, and the speaker doesn't let me down. Good luck here, chaps. It is what is it is what it is it is. What it is it is what it is it is. Perfect. I wonder what it would be if it wasn't what it clearly is. But why wonder it is what it is? It is what it is, it is what it is, it is. What it is, it is what it is, it is. And though sometimes some things may not be whatever they seem to be, you can trust me, it is what it is. What it is, it is, it is what it is, it is. What it is, it is what it is, it is. Yep. Hard not to stumble on that one. I made a mistake. You did. And finally then, for this segment, uh, and Tim Hodges down at 360, Fox 360, Mm. I want to do this one on your show because I want want this to follow up Red Hot Go from the Mm. other night. Mm -hmm. And Tim, I hope you're listening. Uh, Chaps, let's do a good version for, uh, you know, it'd be nice to pop this in in prelim week if you've got an opening there, 360. Uh, Greg Tuck. Can you, we've mentioned him twice in one show. Hmm. He gave us the idea some years back. Why don't they butter up, butter up anymore, baby? Now they structure up. structure up. But whatever happened to up the guts? Up the guts. Selling the dummy and mongrel punch. Mongrel punch. Stacks on the mill, bring it back. Bring it back. The old-fashioned lingo taken one week at a time. Butter up, butter up, bring the old footy talk back. That's good singing, lads, keep it up. Now they talk about gut runners, leg speed, and all of that guff. Come on, enough's enough. Hey, hey, hey. Forget fat sides, quarterbacks playing a role. Forget your shots on goal. Bring back the sausage roll. Hey, hey, hey. 
forget that stuff. Go out and man them up. Go out and have a dip. Kick a bag. Why don't they butter up, butter up anymore, baby? Now the structure up, structure up. Whatever happened to up the guts, up the guts. selling the dummy and mongrel punch, stacks on the mill, bring it back, bring it back. The old-fashioned lingo, taking one week at a time. Butter up, butter up. Bring the old footy talk back. Let's see if I can get the verse right this time. You got to lower your eyes, keep breaking the lines, and what's more, you got to kick to touch. Hey, hey, hey. Leadership groups closing out matches. Yeah, nah. Well, it's all too much. Hey, hey, hey. Frontal pressure, spare us, boys. Kick long bombs down to Royce. Give me the coat hanger. Give me the ball burster. Keep it real. Last time. Oh, why don't they butter up? Butter up anymore, baby. Now they structure up. Structure up. Whatever happened to up the guts? Up the guts. Selling the dummy and mongrel punch. Mongrel punch. Stacks on the mill. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yes, the old-fashioned lingo. Taking one week at a time. Butter up, butter up, bring the old footy talk back. Thank you very much, Greg. More songs where that came from. The preliminary final day is now only two weeks away and it's always the big day for the best songs of the season when Greg goes back and reviews. And It's a hard task because always some have to miss out. We'll try and get... Uh, we'll, yeah, what, uh, no, I'm, we'll, sure, I'm sure you'll do a really good job. Do you think we can job. do a bit of grave dancing? I know that you want to. Uh, Hulk fans and ha- will, and will, how are we going to stop you? Well, the whole fans will fire up. They mm-hmm. have been. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You're with the Could Have Been Champions on uh, uh, ABC Radio. Now, the, 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 the Big White V had a thumping win in the women's footy mm. last week, which mm. was nice for them, but it was disappointing that the game was so one-sided. Mm. And what women's footy needs more than anything is lots of junior talent coming through. Uh, young players who've been playing playing footy for most of their lives in their teens coming through and into the into the seniors. Joining us uh, online now is an 18-year-old who plays out at Diamond Creek, was in uh, the Calder Cannons TAC mm. Women's Development Squad at the start of the season. She, she won the BNF in that. She's leading the goal kicking for the Creekers. Mm. And I, has, I think we've found one. <laughs> and she's nominated herself mm. for the uh, AFLW draft this this year around. Chloe Malloy joins us online now. Welcome to the Could Have Beans, Chloe. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And well done on a great season. Thank you. It's uh, been pretty good and it's um, well, obviously finals are coming up, so hopefully you can get better even. So, uh, Diamond Creek that you play for, uh, you're in the finals? Yes, we are. We've got our first. We've got a prelim this, tomorrow, actually, um, at Quebec City Oval against Darabin. And oh, Traditional Dar- rivals, of uh, course. Yes, and, and, big rivalry. And Dar- Darabin boasts uh, Katie Brennan, who you shared the goal-kicking award with? Yes, un- not unfortunately, but yeah, I shared it with her. She uh, had a good run and into the season, kicked a couple of bags and... Uh, 20, 20 goals in the last three weeks. Now, Chloe, yeah. tell us how you started playing footy. Um, I started actually back in, I was kicking, you know, getting up early mornings, um, 
at I think 9am, which I think back now, um, that's crazy to think I did that. Um, but then I went and played basketball because the girls weren't allowed to play with the boys anymore. Okay, so you'd played like mixed footy up until what, age 12 or 13? Yeah, 12 or 13, and then obviously I didn't really know of a pathway for the girls. So there weren't, there played, weren't enough girls' teams going around, even as only five years ago. No, and I, I, I didn't know anything about it at all. And then last year I had a friend who played and... She got me back into it, and then I went with the Cannons, and now I'm stuck at Damo. Well, you say you played basketball, but you didn't tell us that you'd represented Victoria in basketball. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I represented Victoria a few times here and there, won a few national championships. Well, then, uh, Chloe, were you torn between continuing on with basketball and perhaps representing the country or playing footy? Um, I actually wasn't. Um, as much as that sounds bizarre, I, I I hadn't, I don't know, I wasn't enjoying basketball as much as I, I used to, and it started to become a chore, and I didn't really want to get up and train, and mm. just the sort of footy, I just loved it so much more, uh, yeah. so it actually was an easy choice for me. Mm. It can happen, for? can't it, Chloe, that it stops being fun? Pardon? It can happen that it stops being fun? Yeah, and I, like it's disappointing that it can happen, but... Just, I'm glad that I recognised it and picked up on it and now doing something that I absolutely adore. Who do you follow? <laughs> I follow Collingwood. Right. Mm. Who's your favourite player at the uh, Woodsman? In the women's? Ooh. Women's Ooh. and men. Women's? Oh, I can't. I can't I'm, I'm torn because I have so many of them down at Dharma now. Uh-huh. So I, 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 can't, I can't put my name on one, but with the men, I, I love um, Jamie Elliott and uh, Jeremy Howe. Oh, oh yeah, Chloe. Without reflecting on the mighty game of basketball, uh, it, it would appear that the game of footy might hold a lot more excitement for a lot of people. And uh, just my connection with the Monty girls under 18s, there are a lot of ex-basketballers coming across. Yeah, like definitely. Well, I think that a lot of girls are in the same position as me. They didn't actually know about women's footy, and I, they always wanted to, but there was never an option. So now that there is. And we're realising it, I think. Not not that footy's stealing these players, it's the girls realising that there is a pathway now for them that they wanted to do back when they were little kids, but just wasn't there, and mm. now it is. And... Mm. and the next step in the pathway is the AFLW. You've nominated for the draft. When is that on, Chloe? Uh, October 18th. Put that down, October. And there's talk that you might be a very high draft pick. No, where'd you hear that rumour? <laughs> written down in front of me. <laughs> and Chloe, do you have to pay a registration to nominate for the draft? And if so, how much is it? Um, it's actually free. Oh, that's good. good. Oh, I might nominate. Yeah, we'll all put in. Give it a crack. Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? And, and, and you, you'd be like lots of other people who say you don't care where you end up, you just hope you can find a, a, a home in the AFLW? Yeah, most definitely. I'd put my heart and soul into any club that picked me up. Of, of, of course, Chloe, yeah, that's only five weeks away, the AFLW mm. draft. But in the meantime, you've got a final series to play in. When When's the next game? Um, so next game's tomorrow at 2 against Darabin. At Coburg City, I've got it down here as being at 1 o'clock. Oh, yep, one. I was just testing you to see no, what you're No, no, we, no. We, we don't want you turning up late, Chloe. And, and then the winner of that goes through to the grand final? Yep. And that'll be played at Docklands on the twenty fourth. Is, is the yes. other is the other grand finalist being determined yet? Um, no, nah, not yet. So obviously, whatever team gets the week off, 
um, the the losing team and then oh, the winning team yeah. okay. of the other prelim will play off. So who, who's doing the running apart from Diamond Creek and Darabin? Um, so the St Kilda Sharks and the Melbourne Uni Muggers are still. Oh, oh, there's, there's, there's four form, yeah. powerhouses in women's yeah. footy. Yeah. Well, Chloe, you've got a big month and a bit of footy uh, uh, coming up, so just enjoy every minute of it. I will. Thank you, guys. All the very best, both on the field and at the drafting table. Chloe Chloe Malloy, aged just 18, plays for the Creekers in the VFLW. And when the draft comes around and she goes up high in the draft, could it be number one? Remember where you heard heard Chloe first? Could have been Zone, Chloe Malloy. We've got to get a move on here. We're running out. We've got a lot of things to get through with with the remaining time available to us. First of all, I want to go around the panel and find out what we learned today. Billy Baxter, I wanted to speak to you first. What did you learn today? When we chatted to Tom Harley, he said Isaac Heaney's has a brother, mm. but intimated he was no good. No, he wasn't. He's got a brother who's not even better. Andy Belez, what did you learn today? Well, I just learned from Chloe Malloy that if it wasn't for the could have been, she would have turned up at about quarter time <laughs> in our preliminary final at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Torch McGee, what did you learn Well, today? I learned from Greg Tuck uh, that his parents were ahead of their time when they got the police to babysit him <laughs> right through the whole game down at the Lake <laughs> And Greg Champion, what did you learn oh, I today? Learned, I learned some ideas from the opening panel of the could have beens, which would be a, a new thing I learnt the terms or concepts inferred pressure mm. the big stage mm. and the scruff of the neck mm. they're the, all there the things you need yeah. to win finals modern yeah. concepts in football Ian Cover, what did you learn today I learned today that Merburn North have made it to the grand final having been outside the finals with a, one round to go and yeah. with, with minutes to go with minutes to go yeah. and they're, they're playing on the big stage today yeah. against Yanar. In the Jan. I learned today that uh, Nathan Foley, in his playing days, used to uh, do his uh, recovery. recovery in the swimming pool in Greg Champion's now backyard. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very special pool, mm. champs. Is, it, is there any water in the pool? <laughs> No, he, he splashed it all out. <laughs> We've got to move on now. As we do every Saturday morning, we cross to the news desk at Outside Football where Sam the Sub's good enough to join us. The finals are with us, Sam. Yes, good day, good day there, gentlemen. Yeah. How are you, Sam? Yeah, not bad. Uh, gee, what can you do with the paper this week? You haven't got Collingwood playing anymore. Are you looking at the Tigers, perhaps? Yes, well, we uh, have a look at last night's game. Mm. Uh, terrific Tiger tackles, tame troubled tabbies. Mm-hmm. The strife at Geelong, really. Mm. You think so? Well, you can't get to the grand final uh, playing that way, I mm. wouldn't have thought. No. Sorry, mm. I'm just a bit distracted. What do you got there? Hang, hang on, mate. Hang on. Picked a bad time to... Oh, yeah, sorry about that. What's happened? Oh, I've got a degrade with a margin here. I'm going to take his margin off him. <laughs> What's he done? Put the apostrophe in the wrong place? Well, he doesn't know a sidebar from a breakout for a start. <laughs> right. And he, he cannot understand what a dangling participle is. Oh, gee, you don't want that. You don't? Ian, you were, what did you come into the caper as? Well, I started as a first-year cadet, and then after a couple of years, I was up to a degrade. Well, there you go. You don't begin a story with a misrelated participle clause, do you? <laughs> no, I never did that. And don't get me started on modifiers. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, right. Anyway, the paper, let's talk about that. Yes. You don't want to hear about my troubles? No. Jeez, I wish it... I, that flu that's going around, I wish you'd have come in here. <laughs> <laughs> Take a few of them out. Uh, Chloe Quayle. Yes. Where we've got a travel insert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chloe looks at travel. Where to? Uh, this week she's looking at Arizona in particular in 2005 at the Magpies training camp. <laughs> yes. That should uh, 
<laughs> it was groundbreaking. It was, it was groundbreaking, <laughs> and it should uh, be good for a, a couple of uh, sales too, Jeff. Mm. A uh, little sport. What's he up to? Uh, gee, he cracks me up. Mm. He cracks us all up. Yes, so. uh, he competes in the Highland Games and mistakes a power pole for a cable. <laughs> you won't believe what happens next. Oh, no. And I saw... Yeah. Barbara Grinter. Yes. Saw Hamish McLaughlin wandering around the middle of a football ground with a microphone. Yeah. During a game. <laughs> yes. Is that all? No surprises there. <laughs> and, uh, yes, we're in the finals. Uh, get the paper. Get the yeah, outside we paper. We're in the outside looking in. You you will not believe. Yes, Ian? Someone mentioned they used to play in a footy match for the old uh, Herald and Weekly Times against inside football. Does outside football have a footy match? Uh, look, we don't have a football match. I can't even... Um, Mm. Yeah, trust these blokes with grammar, let alone a footy. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be the man to coach them, though, Sam. I'm too busy, Ian. No, I can tell. Uh, we won't hold sure you up Sure you are, Sam. It's finals time. There's lots on. But we'll look out for the paper and all the usual outlets. Yeah, very much so. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Sam, the sub there, I suppose. You know, imagine what it's like, the, pr- the pressure. Mm. We're talking about finals pressure that we saw last night yeah. at the MCG. Imagine what, imagine what the pressure's like down at outside football. Oh, especially with people <laughs> messing around with modifiers. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's not inferred down there. If no. you walk into that office, be, beware of the dangling particle. <laughs> right. right. Well, it's, we it's time for, for us to move on to this finals edition now of Could Have Been's Footy Talk Back. And with the finals, there's. Well, passions get in flame torch. The pressure comes on. It's the big stage. First caller here on this final first finals week of Could Have Been's Footy Talk Back. You're talking to Torch. Hello. Hello. Please, did I talk to Mr. Nanmagee, please? Yes, yes, you're talking to him. Who's calling, please? It's Lance from Lara before you ask me. Okay, and uh, you follow the football, Lance? Well, I do follow the Mighty Cats, and I'm a bit disappointed to last night, but we get to play again, so I'm not all that disappointed. I really believe in the boys, and I think we can go all the way. Right. Uh, were you at the game last night, Lance? I couldn't be at the game, but I was listening on the radio, mm. but they were so distressing that I wandered off, and I was looking at... I was looking on the computer and I was, because the Tigers have so many good players in the olden days from Tasmania, I started to look at Tasmania and then I started to look at the thylacine. Do you know what a thylacine is? Yes, I do. Yes. What is it, please? It's a Tasmanian tiger. It's a Tasmanian tiger. And then I went to images and I saw all the photos of a thylacine or a Tasmanian tiger and they were all blurry. And Do you know what I think? What? what? I think the Tasmanian tiger is actually blurry. <laughs> okay. he might but be that right. could explain the whole yes. thing. Why do they only ever get blurry pictures? It is blurry. It is. Next caller on Could Have Been Footy Talk Back. You're talking to Torch. Hello. Hello, Torch. Oh, who's calling, please? It's Stan here. Stan, and where are you calling from, I'm Stan? I'm calling from Stradbroke Island, yes. where I like to study facts and figures. Yes. And I, I heard your top of your program. I think it's a radio term, top of your program. That's right. Where you said, uh, I heard one of your number there, it might have been Ian, who said that the football was terrible, it was ridiculous, it wasn't finals-like. Mm. Well, can I tell you, I'm very happy with it. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Did you see Adelaide's score on Thursday night? Uh, 12-12. 12-12 was correct. Yes. And GWS kicked six goals. Yes. And double six. Is 12. So what about that 12, 12 to 6 times 2 is 12. And, and Adelaide won by 6 goals. And then last night, Richmond kicked 13, 13. Right. Oh. And Geelong kicked 5 goals. Yes. Double that. 26. 
Oh, 10. Five, did double five. Five, sorry. I sorry. think he went to a technical school. Oh, I did, yes. <laughs> so, um, Stan, is it, uh, are you predicting this afternoon's score on that basis? Well, I think the AFL has to instruct the competing sides in the remainder of the weekend to make sure the winning teams kick the same number of goals as behind yes. and the losing teams kick twice as many behinds as goals. Wow. This, couldn't you be a bit more ambitious? Like, you know, if Adelaide's kicked 12-12, Richmond's kicked 13-13, maybe the, the winning team t- this afternoon could kick 14-14. 14-14 to 7-14. And, mm-hmm. and then tonight? 15-15 <laughs> to 8-16. Oh. That'd be about a perfect round of finals footy, wouldn't that, it? Oh, for me, it would be. <laughs> That'd be a mathematical mathematical progression, wouldn't a, it? Not? A yes. lot of people rubbish the league, but yes. I think they're doing a fine job to, 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 so far. With yes. the no, you're right. It's a beautiful set of numbers. And I want to know whether it's ever happened before. All oh, right. right. Well, we'll you, you're never going to look it up, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. I don't think you are, George. Well, you can just look at these ones. Are. You don't need to look it up. Next caller here on Good Beach Footy Talkback. You're talking to George. Hello. Hello. Oh, who's that? It's Marty here, mate. Marty, where are you calling well, from? I'm in the car at the moment, mate, because I'm coming to pick you up oh. for Channel 2. Oh, where are we I going? I don't have to sit in No, mate. I, I don't have think... to watch the Swannies. No. I reckon we can get a win. We're going to stop in your row and put the bets on at the tab. If we have a good day, we'll pick pick up the winnings in Gundagai. And yeah, we'll be all well, the way up to the SCG, yeah, mate. Well, at 4 o'clock, I don't think we're going to make it we somehow, catch Marty. The, catch the last quarter. We'll worsen yeah. to Jared on the on Channel 2 on Free Hello, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch the last quarter, oh. and then we'll go down with the boys and have a few... Well, look, I'll Marty. See you down there at 12, uh, I, I might not be here. Looks like you've got a lift to Sydney to it. Oh, mm. Wow. Big day I, for you. I, I think I we'd be doing pretty no. well to get to Sydney in a car by, in four hours. It sounds like a good afternoon out to me. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look, uh, I can't understand your reluctance. Oh, I think I'll pass on that one. <laughs> mm. yeah. Yes. Next caller, it could have been some finals footy talk back. You're talking to Torch. Hello. Hello. No, no, Cobb. Oh, who's calling, please? Oh, it's Saucy, bloke. And where are you calling from, Saucy? I'm up in Sea Lake today. Yes, and... Well, uh, we're about... We're just packing the car up. We're oh, heading really? down to Charlton. The oh. local team's in the preliminary final oh, in the North really? Central League. Only the second year that the local team's been in the North Central League, but they've already... Uh, come up against adversity, and they've done very well to make the final. Right. Uh, we uh, hosted the uh, second semi-final last week, really? where Birchip beat uh, Witchy-proof Narraport. Right. Uh, it was a bit of a, blow, uh, a boil over there, because mm. Witchy-proof were the favoured team, but yes. I didn't get to see much. I was on the gate all day, oh, right. okay. cooking the barbecue in yes. the morning, yes. and Marlene spent the day in the canteen. She's right. my wife, Marlene. Yes. And uh, we, yes, so we didn't get to see much, but I'm sure the club... Made some money out of it uh, on the back of some very hard-working volunteers of whom we are just but two of, yes, just a few. And uh, we don't get much thanks, but, you know, that's what happens with the young people these days. They don't really uh, thank you for uh, hard work done. Okay. They only criticise yes, when, uh, okay. when something doesn't yeah. quite go right for yeah. them. Uh, okay. Anyway, good luck to the, to the local team. Yes. Uh, who are they playing today, um, Source? Oh, they're playing Witcher-proof Narraport oh, today. Really? As I said, if you listened uh, to yes. me before when I did say that, uh, that's what I said. <laughs> okay, right. We've, we've got it clear now. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, so, and all those uh, young people uh, up there, stop yeah, criticising. Yeah, yes. that's right. Uh, yes. and just for appreciate the volunteers. Next caller, you're talking to Torch there. Hello. Hello. Toxie Doodle. Oh, who's calling? Who's Wayne that? that one too, mate. Yeah, uh, you're a Tiger supporter, Wayne. Black and gold, mate. Yes, great. Big. Did you go last night? Didn't go last night. Had some things I had to do. Right. Some okay. things, matey. Mm. Mm. Uh, I Doing won't... some printing, matey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Talksy. Yep. 
You've got the money for me, mate. Because uh, I, I got your grand final ticket. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We've think... printed Richmond on it, but you're going to have to text her in who they're versing. <laughs> have, you, have you got a barcode on there as well? It's got everything. Looks right. authentic, mate. All right. But I'm done doing it all on my own because Fuzznuts is in a bit of strife. Oh, what's happened to Fuzznuts? He broke a mirror in his house. Oh, really? Yeah, seven years bad luck. He's supposed to get seven years bad luck, but he reckons his lawyer can get him down to five. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, he's gone. <laughs> Grand final well, tickets already I, I, available. Buy, I don't know about that. that. I only buy your final tickets from reputable outlets. <laughs> oh, I think Wayne sounds reputable. <laughs> he said it's got everything. He's got a barcode. Yeah. What else could you need? <laughs> got Richmond on it. Uh, uh, yeah. That is it for this morning's edition of the Could Have Been Champions. Annie Belez, thank you and good morning to you. Good morning. In Go Casey. Mm. Later today. <laughs> Don't talk yeah, go the bloods today. Billy Baxter. Enjoy mm. your football. Ian mm. Covert. Go Cats next Friday night. Mm. Greg Champion. Come on, Crows. <laughs> and it's good morning from me, Jeff Richardson. And thanks to you for listening. Stay tuned now for Grandstand.